It is very exciting because we're finishing today the first topic that we've been learning for a while, and that is his kind of the Bilvavi's reintroduction of the concept of emuna, of having faith to us. Simple emuna. Not simple, but deep, simple emuna. I will share with you that I had a very, very moving experience last night with this, with Tyra from here. Toby took me to a family in, in Ramat Beit Shemesh that lost one, a child in Miron, in the tragedy in Miron. And the family is having, you just imagine, Shiloneda, excruciating experience time. And um, they said that the only thing that gives them even a shtick, like a little tiny ounce of nechama, or of kind of just getting out of that place, is a malava malka. And they've been going, there have been people going every, um, I don't know, is it every Motzei Shabbos? Quite often a Motzei Shabbos to malava malkas. Uh, and I think Carduna was there a few weeks ago. This has some coffee stains, we don't care. And um, so I went last night to do him love Malka for this, for this, oh, this precious, mamish precious family that lost their son in Meiron. And the kid was also a stickle musical. I don't know if you saw this in the news where his friends gathered together and they, um, the friends recorded one of his songs. Did you see this? I'm sorry? Um, I think he was 18 or 19, uh, 17, no, I don't know. I actually don't know. But the point of what I wanted to share is as follows. You get the, you get the Rebbe chair in your Are there, are there more chairs back there? You could pull this in the front. But yeah, Baruch Hashem. Phenomenal problems. Guys, we'll be in the shul soon. It'll be Leila, Leila. So, when we were sitting there last night with this, with this, with this family that never lost their son in Meiron, um, we were singing, and I saw like the nigunim was the only thing that kind of let out even a, a tiny bit of like. Of a, you, could, you could tell by body language it was like an, an, an ounce of like a ptichot, of openness, just a tiny bit of it, right? And I gave over, I was like, you know, in this situation, it's like, you have to be so careful with any tire you say, because any teaching, even if it's the most well-intentioned teaching, it can, if, it's, if, if something tiny is said that's not, that, that can be taken to wherever, a bad place, you know, it's like you're trying to do a nice thing, but it becomes the worst thing in the world that's happened before happening the whole time I was being very careful I barely said anything but then at the end I was like you know what Chavre, there's a bracha I want to leave this house with and I gave them the bracha of what emuna is what of what no I gave them the bracha I said you know there's a Chavre and Efrat we're learning from Rabbi Tamar Schwartz from the, from the Bilvavi and he taught us what the only thing in the world you could ask for that you never say is you never told no and that is when a Yid asks to have more emuna in Hashem he's never answered no and I don't think, and I said, let's just call it the elephant in the room for what it is. What else are we going to dive in here right now? It's either that or Mashiach. But then you realize it's the same thing. That is Mashiach. So, um, when it, thank God. Like, you understand when we learn, and then you bring it to, like, life, it's literally kihem chayenu. You see, like, the Torah that you learn is chayenu. That is our life. That is our life. It's our mitzvah. It's our reality. So if they can go to that place to ask Hashem to have more emuna in order to get through, we could do it too. So I told them, like, I'm sending them my name. At the end of the night, it's like, I said to, went to the father, I said, listen, I'm sending you my name to daven for. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to start davening for me. I'm davening for you, and we're going to start davening for each other. And then he said to me, um, he said to me, oh, not me, my Rebetzin, my Rebetzin, right? Give, give my Rebetzin... Uh, uh, your names, but we're going to start davening for each other. And uh, when Am Yisrael is mitchaber kachaf through different pieces of Torah that we learn, please know, please feel, if you ever hear a story of that from me, about anything happens to me, you have to feel like you have a chilek in it. You have to feel like you, each of you have a chilek in it. It's part of our collective Torah. 
And uh, we should continue to just create this rope throughout the whole Am, holding on to this rope of Emuna, because, you know, some are holding on top of the rope of Emuna, some are holding down, barely on the bottom of this rope called Emuna. But you know what happens when you, t- when you tangle the rope on the bottom? It has this effect all the way to the top, and that's what, that's, that's what we're trying to do. Okay, so today, Bezrat Hashem, we're going to be finishing this world of Emuna through the Bilvavi Mishkan Evna's eyes, and we're on Ot Yud Gimel. Here is a dagger. Usually when we talk about these things, I don't look like this, right? It's not like such a, it's like more, but really, the Amas, we've saw the, right? we've learned this before in the past, that when, the, you know, the deeper the concert, uh, uh, concept is, the emet is that simcha has to be a, a key component of what we're learning. When it comes to emuna, it's mamash kacha. So look what he says. Rak mikoach emuna mitit efshar agiyah lesimcha. You want to talk about being happy in life? You want to talk about simcha in life? It's only through real emuna that a person could actually be someone that's truly happy. Inside happiness. Be'emet simcha amitit. Why? Ha-simcha nishlelet min adam kasher uchash chaser. Uchash shemashu eino keshura. When a person senses that something's missing or that something's not working out the way it ought to be, so... There, that, that results in he'eder simcha, a lack of simcha. Ulami shechai be'emuna be'emet, en kaze mushag mashu lo beseder. A life of emuna essentially means there is nothing that's not right right now. It's a hard thing to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow. We'll get back to it. En kaze mushag mashu chaser. No such thing as something's missing. כל מה שיש, וכל מה שקורה לי, הכל ממנו יתברך שמו במדויק. Everything I have, everything that ha- that's happening to me, is all from him exactly. It's exactly from him. והכל ממש לטובה, וזה בדיוק מה שאני צריך. And it's exactly, exactly what I need. Remember the story we said a few times about... The barrel of Radoshitz, one of the one of the great tzaddikim, a barrel of Radoshitz. Poor Sheba, poor. This guy had nothing. I always say he made the Rebbe Reb Zusha look like a millionaire. You know, he like and you know how poor the Rebbe Reb Zusha was, right? And he had a thing that every morning in Shachris there was one of the brachas that he would scream out loud louder than any other bracha. Do any of you remember this story? It's a great story. <coughs> yeah, but I. So. Um, he had nothing, rags, he had nothing, but he would get up in the morning and say, which people around him looked at him and was like, are you kidding? Are you making a mockery out of the, like that's the one bracha you're screaming louder than any other bracha, you have nothing. You gave me everything I need? So Rebbeiro turned to them and he said, how do you know that this, is, that this bag that I'm dealing with isn't exactly what I need to do my tikkun in this world. I didn't say, I didn't say, that you gave me everything I want. I said that you, that you made for me everything I need. This is a life of Emunah. So he could say that bracha, he's not making a mockery out of the brachas. You know, so, you know, I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes you learn Hasidish stories like this and they mess you up big time because then you go to your biggest Hashach the next morning and you're like, okay, can I, can I, you know, I'm not living on this, I'm not wearing rags. I may not be rich, but I'm not dirt poor, let's say, right? <clears throat> Meaning in comparison to him. Can I really say, can I look at my life, wants, wants versus needs, and go to the need and believe that what everything that I have is everything that I need to do my tikkun in this world. So when, if you're able to say that, you could be Samech like your Beryl Radish. It's a, by the way, he was known as Beryl the Batlan. That's how much of a, you know, you know what a Batlan is, right? Like a bum. Beryl the bum. Because it looked like he had nothing, nothing. Shasali kol tzarki. So I'm saying it can mess you up because since I learned, since I <clears throat> learned that story, it's put a test on my Berkus every single morning. 
brings up gratitude. Um, it could, it should, and it will. <laughs> but being honest, it will. Sometimes it does. And sometimes it makes me, it's, it, sometimes it's like now it opens the gates for, yeah, start davening to be a real mommin, you know? Start davening to be a real mommin. I just, I just sent the message to a friend today. She said, it looks like you're having a lot of bumps in your journey, so I said, I just wish God would send me his lesson plan, so I know I'm supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, key. Yeah. You said one time, and I wrote it down, I have it on my desk, uh, uh, Hashem gives us everything we need in order to do everything we need to do. That's Be'erach this, yeah. The other statement is not, I don't like the other statement so much. I was talking about it over Shabbos with someone. Oh, with your sister at the table. With, and, you, and, and we're talking about God only gives you tests that you can handle, you can handle. right? Yeah. yeah. You have to look in, you have to find inside exactly where that says, because if someone can find it for me, it'd be beautiful. It'd be a really nice thing. Because the Ish Kodesh doesn't agree with that statement. Really? He writes in Parshas Chayisara, Sari Menu died protesting to Hashem that certain Nisyonos, like seeing my son on an Akeda, a pres- you, can't, you, can't, you can't handle. There is more? There's one more? Yeah, there's four more. Oh, there's four more, great. Do so you think someone just made that up, that Hashem only gives you what you can handle? Like, that's like a bow No, I think that... You can't. No, no, no. I've heard that said over at Shiva houses, and the person looks at them like, are you out of your mind? Okay, so, so let's, let's get back. This inyan of telling someone, you know, God only gives you stuff you can never, ever, ever say that to someone. That's nothing to do with the world of Emunah. That may be your own bag that you want to do to yourself, but never, ever put that on somebody else. Ever. Chas v'shalom. Just saying to them. I heard it once at a shiva house. Someone came to the shiva and said, you know, plug into Emunah. Remember, God only gives you things you can handle. It's not. <coughs> that is not. It's a little bit of a warped concept of Emunah. But doesn't that contradict the other idea that you have everything you need to do the tikkun that you need to do? So. Does it, I don't think it contradicts it. I think that it's a different way of looking at it. And I think it's a very important thing that... If you're saying that that one's not true... No, no, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying that's an Indian. Like this, I could say. Like this, you could say to anyone, like, Lamesh, Baruch Hashem, listen, everything in the world, you know? But the other way around doesn't work. What is it? What yourself, you what's that? What do you think it does when a person hears that? It sounds like snap out of us. <laughs> That's what it sounds and like. And I'm being empathetic. It's like you, you tell somebody, oh, you can handle this, but meanwhile they kill themselves afterwards. Like, you don't know where they're at. You have no idea where they're at. You have no idea. You have no idea. Handling things is a journey. I'm sorry? Handling things is a journey. Nachon, nachon. That moment they can't possibly handle it. It's like, nachon. I don't think you'd Imagine if something, Imagine Moshe Rabbeinu says to Aaron Akoyan, Listen, um, not of an view, but remember, God only gives things to... What happened? How can I I want to go back inside because we can get really lost over here. <clears throat> so again, I'm going to read the, the full paragraph from the beginning. Okay, let's flow through from the beginning. like revoked from a person when they feel something's lacking, that something's not right. This is the goal. If you're reading these lines, these words, and you're like, oh my God, I'm such a Russia, understand, this is the she'ifa. This is where we're hoping to get to. We're not there. We're not there yet. And it sounds like you're trying to get rid of expectations. Because if there's no expectations, then there's no letdown. Have expectations ever been helpful? <laughs> no, but so many people have them all the time. Nachon? So it's, it seems like we're trying to break that a... part down. Let's see how he develops it. Let's see how he develops it. We're on the end of the fourth line. Like, why would I be sad if I have everything I need and nothing's lacking? 
בלי אמונה נראה לאדם שחסר לו משהו, הוא צריך ואין לו. אולם עם אמונה, האדם מבין ומרגיש שזה בדיוק מה שאני צריך, לא פחות ולא יותר. Now this is very heavy. He's saying with אמונה. See, it's easy to say this when things are peachy. It's true, a little bit hard, a little bit good. But with אמונה, let, let's zoom out, look at things like, ממש bigger picture, not, not, not get stuck on details. He's saying with אמונה, a person understands and feels that that's exactly what I need, nothing less and nothing more. For the moment. I don't know what tomorrow is, but for right now. But it's okay, because I don't have tomorrow. But for right now. Now he says, and eh, we could skip this. This is just a, a diuk in language of tefillah, bottom yudalid. Ech konim et midat ha-simcha. Thank you. What's he asking? So how do you acquire simcha? That's great. Told me I need simcha for this. It brings you, huh? Live in the moment. Li- I thought you said live in emuna. Nachon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's such a, it's not a 40. It's, it's actually very... Because that's what he said. Nachon. Nachon. It's very good what you're saying. Ech konim et midat ha-simcha. So how does a person acquire this midah of simcha? Bechol tsar o machov sheyesh le'adam. In any place of pain that you have, al adam la'atzor et atzmo, and what do you think he's going to say? Meditate? Uledaber ima ribono shel olam. I know this sounds repetitive. En malasot, he's not letting us off the hook. In every place where you find the narrowness, the meitzarim, the stuck, the things that don't add up, any area in life where this happens, you stop in that place and you start talking to Hashem. Wait. Start talking about the pain you're in. Who made for me this pain? Who gave me this pain? Your humble, royal God, you. Is this good for me or not? It must be good. If you did this, everything you do is for the best. See, up until now, if he would have ended here, I would never learn this book again. You should know. If he ended the answer here, next. But thank God, he always continues another sentence. But what's the problem? What's with the human relationship with God that you and I are definitely constantly in touch with? Ribbono Shalom, Ani lo mevin zot. Ve lo margish zot. And I don't feel this, and I have the shivers right now. Because, bless you, I remember going to the funeral of Rabbi Eitan Henkin and his wife. Do you remember this? Nebuch, was it Sukkis? Chalmai Tzukkis? I think it was Oshana Rabbah, actually. Leil Oshana Rabbah. Rabbi Eitan, such a Tamil Chacham. I have one of his farm, and his wife, in front of their children, Shem Yishmor. Shem Yishmor. So the father, who I think was recently Nifter, right? I think his father recently passed away. Rabbi Henkin from uh, Nishmat. I couldn't hear much from where I was standing at the funeral. Mamish Am Yisrael showed up there. Har Menuchot. Erev Hoshan Rabban. Came out right before Hoshan Rabban. He gets up, and he's about to give a hespin, and he basically says this. He says, I have to just say, I know that you exist, but I also have to say that I just don't understand you. You know, at a certain point, like, I think a, a, a wacky thing that happened along the years of, of understanding relationship with Hashem through the Torah was that you weren't allowed to say that. So what ended up happening is that you have a whole door that's suffocating from needing to, vo- to bring that to the table, but everyone said, no, 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 he just believes that everything's for the best. Hala. And there's a new door. And the new door understands after the six million, we can't have a relationship with God unless we can talk like this. You can't. Those people that jump around dancing, everything's for the best. I always want to punch them in the face. I can't. I don't, I don't connect to it. I don't, I'm sure they mean well, but I know it's not, there's so much pain in the world. So when he says over here, you go to that, you, we're about to get to Simcha, by the way. <laughs> that's the beautiful thing. He says, stop in the midst of your pain, if that's what's happening, and bring it to the table. Not, I love you, I know it's everything for the best, and repeat it 72 times, can I get shame, and you'll get to a place that it's good. No, speak about it. 
Look at the bottom line. Elamai, ribono shlolam. And he lo mevinzot. I don't understand it. That's why, that's why I thought about Rabbi Henkin. I, I hear him till today saying, Ani pashut lo mevinotcha. Velomar gizot. And I don't feel that everything's for the best either. Ani margish ktsat sa'ar. I feel some pain. Baseichel ani yodea sheze tov. Ki atal serak tov. So I know that baseichel, in the mind, I know on a level of like knowing that everything's from you, that it's all good. Because you only do good. But in the emotion, in the feeling, I'm sorry to say Hashem, but this thing that happened to me, it's not only that I don't think, feel like it's good, I feel like it's horrible. Like it's a, it's, I, I find it to be so... Um, What's the right word over here I'm looking for? I find it, this, this way of teaching Imuna to be life-saving. Nothing less, nothing short than mamish, life-saving. I have so many friends that checked out of Yiddishkeit because they had no idea that this is actually part of being close to God. It's like if you have these feelings or say these thoughts that you have, you're rebelling. And we already learned in this year, you're rebelling if you actually don't say these things to Hashem. You're rebelling against who you really are. You think Hashem wants you to not be where you're at? Of course He wants you to. Second line, Anna. Anna, this is the tefillah. Anna, please Hashem. Tazoli she'argish eze tov. V'chach yitchanen zman rav she'izke le'argish eze tov. If you could just say this tefillah always when you're going through what you're going through. Never think, never start saying what you want to feel as if you're feeling it already just to be Yotze. Because you're not going to get to Simcha, which is the goal over here. Can you translate that last one? Please, uh, uh, yeah, a person should beg for a long time <coughs> to merit to feel that it's good. Repetitively. Keep on taking your time with this kind of language until you sense that your heart has calmed down. Zot ve'od, and he's just putting it out there. Yesh nefashot sheyoter kal lehem lo belishon tchila, ela betzura shechozrim v'omim pamim rabot me'od ribono shel olam. I know that it's good. I know that it's good. Ad asher nikvah belibam. He says, "Listen, it happens to be there are those that do that that do repeat this over and over again." until it goes into their heart. But basically what he's saying is, but for most of us, that's not how it works. Sof davar. What's the end here? Ha'ikar ze'liklot et ha'nekuda. You have to be a receptor for what the purpose of all this is. Bechol tsar mach'ov o'agbat nefesh she'yesh le'adam, ya'atzor ve'idaber im ha'kadosh baruch hu. Reishis divrei emuna, He's giving him a halach here. He's saying, listen, the point of this teaching is to understand that the, whenever you're in a place that you feel ogmas nefesh, and that it's like, whenever you feel like it's the last thing you want to do, which is to start talking to Hashem about where you're at, the avoda is to actually start to talk to Hashem, even if it's the last thing in the world you want to do. Sometimes people say to me, I can't do Yisbodidus, I want to tell God that, I'm, that I hate him. And I always say, trust me, God can handle it. Shem can handle it. Yeah, but it sounds so not from. It sounds much firmer than someone that doesn't believe in talking to Hashem. God can handle. I, want, I told you, I had a friend that was going through this crazy tkufa in life. And he put a banner that I, this is not what I'm saying. But he put a banner up in his bedroom when he woke up in the morning. He always felt this from guilt. I got to go, you know, do the whole thing right now. And he wrote, God can wait. And just when he realized, oh, Hashem can wait until I calm down from that pressure, it saved his Yiddishkeit. It saved his, his ability to be in, in, in relationship with the Yavon So he's saying, the first thing is that when you are in that place where it's hard and rough, the chule, don't expect to like, oh, I did the Amuna series, I should be fine by now. Mapitom. The Amuna series is to, is to provide us 
with the arsenal, with the weapons of how to engage in a world where I don't feel it. It's like he's giving a heter for us to actually be ourselves. And it's such, it's such a beautiful thing. Especially, you know what he looks like and you know where he lives, right? You know where he, he lives in Kirat Sefer. He probably won't look at you if, if you're in the same room. With, like, he's very, 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 very there, right? But, it doesn't, but, but he's talking Bilashon B'nai Adam. He's speaking in our language, yeah. He's talking about the moment and to do this in the moment, but he's not saying you're going to have simcha in these moments where you address your depressed feelings. That was Aleph. <coughs> he's saying, and then there's more. Nachon. Shenit. We're gonna, like, I don't it's a shlav. I don't have the expectation that I'm going to, if I'm in like a moment of pain, I'm going to bring it to Hashem. And then immediately I'm going to feel simcha. Right, so I don't so think he's saying. Not not um, right. No, no. Okay, I just want to make sure. But I think also something else Eventually, is going to happen. Maybe, but. I think something else is going to happen. Um, it's going to redefine what simcha really means for us, too. Ah. See, simcha, when we talk about it from the outside, right. is like that guy, you know, the, just the smiling, it's all right. good. Simcha, simcha after this, <laughs> doesn't necessarily. Shlimut, as mm. opposed to uh, joy. Well, joy from it's yeah, but that, but but just to to not get confused, that's the most that's the most inner meaning of of uh, simcha, of joy when it's shleimut. Like it really is. I think simcha is is more like um, on the outside would be more connected to uh, everything's okay. Like a kolbe said there, like I can, what's that? It's all, it's all good. Like simcha. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. But but the like real joy is a result of finding a place a place of shlemut in your heart, mm-hmm. but but it's not immediate. And that was just the first shlav, shenit second. We're we're like six lines on the bottom of this paragraph. V'shenit shezet tova levad bevadai, or betzura shel tefila sheeskel argish zot or betzura shel amira, ad asher chash veragua umaamin v'sameach. But the second thing is, is like after the talking, or even in the midst of the talking, is to get into this place of the tefillah that he spoke about, is like, I know in my seichel this is all for, the, for good, but I'm going to keep on talking to you about the fact that I don't feel it until my heart calms down. And he keeps on going back to this, the calming of the heart. In the Reb Nachman Shir we did, I don't remember which one, what's that? But Yeshua Das, what did we say there about the... Was it Yishevat? Yeah, yeah. Bring about the Hanukkah candles, about the heart, about the blood. Remember, mm-hmm. but that when a person gets a heart attack, la la leno. Wait, was that the? I'm so confused. I'm so confused with it. <laughs> Does anyone yeah. remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, before Hanukkah. Calming of the heart is a is a simon for simcha. It's very interesting. That's what he's bringing over here. Rak az. He's saying only then yachol adam liskot lesimcha mitit. When a person doesn't have pain, I don't know how you say agmas nefesh. It's just a term many of us have heard from our parents. Aggravation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aggravation, yeah. Aggravation. So when I'm not that, when I don't have that, the truth is, you know, in our teva, regardless of what you, what, you, what you may think about yourselves, we are in our teva optimistic, happy people. Don't throw a chair at me. It's true. Okay? <laughs> and nothing gets in the way if we're just our teva. Just our teva. <clears throat> Children, you know, kids. Yeah, my, my babe, my son is... It's amazing how that's still not getting old, saying that word. It's teething now. Oh, my God. He looks like he's, he's suffering so much. And then the second that he's not feeling that pain, it's immediate just joy. It's, it's like, you should, I'm thinking like, and, uh, why are you so happy? You should be not so happy because you're, you have this thing that you're suffering with, your issue you're dealing with. Yeah, but I'm not thinking about it right now. I'm back to my nature. Right? This is like this thing I'm, I'm portraying, right? this thing that doesn't exist, that it's in my mind. But in, that, in our teva, the teva is, is basically, if nothing gets in the way, if the aggravation doesn't get in the way, if that reason that reminds me that there's pain in my life doesn't get in the way, I am besamcha. Klomar. Tiv'a shela nefesh lismoach. The teva, the nature of our souls, is to be in a state of simcha. Ela mai. 
but what? Haragashot v'chaseh, the motions that say something is lacking, moni'im mimenazot, they don't allow us to be ourselves. Again, the feelings which make me feel that something is lacking don't allow me to be myself. And being myself in the state of myself is a state of simcha. You say yesterday in the shir that Hashem created us with that lack. So Hashem gave us these feelings of the lack. So if you attribute it all to Hashem, then, or no? Yes. No, but there was a little bit different, because there the Ishbitzer was referring to a tikkun you have to do in this world. Like there's a chisarim, but when you realize, oh, I'm so glad I figured out why you created me with the lacking, it's to do this avoda that fills me with simcha, as long as I know I'm approaching that which I'm supposed to be doing in this world. Here we're just talking about details in life. Not my tikkun in this world, necessarily. It could be too, but not necessarily. Not necessarily. But when these feelings don't exist, now, how don't they exist? Feelings that things, that things are lacking. What could help me feel that things aren't lacking in my life? <laughs> this is pretty simple. Meaning, going through the thought process, actually manifesting in speech that he's been driving us towards. It's supposed to drive us to a place that we feel that that nothing's lacking. That's what it's supposed to drive me. That's what it's supposed to drive us towards. You understand? This speech that Targilim, he keeps on bringing us to do, is to drive us to a place that you and I could actually experience a life where we feel that I have everything I need to do what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. It's a big thing. Even if you have it for a moment, like, you know, a few moments here and there, take advantage of those feelings. Those are amazing feelings. It's an amazing thing. So he says, Kasher elu, when these feelings that are saying to me, something's lacking, something's not right, something's not here, when they're gone, muna, en mi shela nothing comes in the way of the natural state of simcha that the neshama is generally in to just be. To just be. Talking to one, according to this, one million percent. He's saying there's no other way. There's no other way that you can... And he's not a breast lover. He's just, you know, he's just saying it the way... But we know, obviously, that Rabbi Nachman was not bringing a chiddush to the world. He was just pointing out something that was probably a lost art. It's probably a lost art. About 18, maybe more years ago. Everything in my life was horrible. My kids are horrible. My husband's horrible. My marriage is horrible. Everything's horrible. Color, you know, yeah. I just took the car, went to a friend in spot, and abandoned everybody. And that day, I spent two hours walking in the rain, crying to Hashem, telling him all my problems. Like, I'm not, it's the biggest bitch. Everything is horrible. I don't know where to go from here, whatever. And the next morning, I woke up exactly... Like, that was magic, because it was like overnight, literally. It was like, nothing, bo- like everything was the same, but nothing bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that the Me'a Shiloh says that that's, that's exactly what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. Everything's going to be the same, but nothing's going to bother us. So that means nothing will be the same, but you know what I mean? It's but not. You have that peace. It's Shleimut. It's Shleimut. That's why. And it's I went through each item. Nothing changed. Like, why do I feel so great? <laughs> right, I just want to say it doesn't. Well, two things. I'm happy you did that. Like that. And also, no, no, no. And also, I wish it always worked like that. Right, right. Well, no, no, no. Also, don't feel you have to. I'm sure you have to do what you have to do, but don't abandon the kids. Right, right, right. right. I know, I know, I know. Right, right. Just take planned vacation. Right, 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 right. Okay, let's 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 finish this now. Tetvav, yes, rabim shekashelem lismach. You know anybody like that? No. No. <laughs> it's hard for them to. Yes, rabim shekashelem lismach. Kiem choshvim sheisurim shelem nigremu lehem aledei maasim, because they think they brought about the pain that they're going through. Teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> right. I brought the I. <coughs> 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 
נגרמו להם על ידי מעשיהם. ואם כן, הם אשמים בכך, they're guilty. והם כועסים על עצמם שלא נהגו כשורה. And they're angry at themselves that they didn't act appropriately, meaning they didn't, you know, it's amazing. Like, we don't have kids till we have them, and we tell ourselves we're supposed to know how to do something that we've never done before. But that happens always in life. Like, everything is, at a certain point, a first, right? Everything is new at a certain point. But there is this expected expectation subconscious expectation that kind of like similar we don't speak about it so much but it's there that I'm supposed to know how to do something that I've never done before and in fact if it's bad or hard it must be my fault mm-hmm. it's got to be my fault my averas it's my actions this way things I did when I was younger <clears throat> it always comes back right this is what we think it always it's my fault so like it can't be that this is a bit there's a bigger design. It's like we think we're so holy by saying it, but you know who's saying that? The ego is saying that. It's not so holy. Some would say it's the most tumadika thing in the world. It's not so holy. What do you know? You want to walk through Birkenau and then tell each person there, you realize that. <coughs> you know, you're about to go there because it must mean. What do we create? We, it's, a, it's amazing. It's like we keep on going back to that today. I think because... <clears throat> Maybe because I just had a long conversation with Shoshana over Shabbos, so <laughs> it's in the, you know, obviously the six million are a bit more in there, but, but I'm saying, you, you can't live like this. Now, you have to take responsibility over your actions, but you're not the Ribbon Shleilam. You can't say, this happened to this, this happened to this. It says, when Tzara's come and attack you, Chazal do say, that just means, yalla, get your act together. It doesn't mean become a wizard, become a godly wizard, and figure out how everything aligns and adds up, and this kid has this Indian, oh, because I did that or said that. And we've all been there. We've all been there. And younger parents, you'll be there. It's just part of, it's, it's human nature. Okay, again, יש רבים שקשה להם לסמוך כי הם חושבים שהאיסורים שלהם נגרמו להם על ידי מעשיהם, ואם כן, הם אשמים בכך. הם כועסים על עצמם שלא נהגו כשורה, ומכוח... And from this, they caused themselves pain and, affliction, and afflictions. Zutaut. It's a mistake. Mi bet anpi, from two, or funny, from two faces, from two places. Aleph. Emet she HaKadosh Baruch Hu yatsar shtei efsharuyot. God created two efsharuyot, it's true. לעשות מצווה, לקבל שכר, תדעו המצווה ולסיב לבורד, אין בית חס ושום לעבור עבירה ולקבל עונש. אין דאפזיט, תדעו אין עבירה ולסיב לפנשמנט. אם קבלת העונש היה רע בעצם, אם רסיבינג הפנשמנט היה אקשולי בעד, כיצד הקדוש ברוך הוא יוצר אפשרות לרע? This is very, very deep. I'm going to say this again. Try to pay really close attention. Even if the Hebrew is hard, look at the words and we'll say it again. I'm going to say it again. Im Kabbalah... Sorry. Im Kabbalah ta'onesh haya ra ba'etzem, if receiving a punishment was something that's bad, ketzad ha'kadosh baruchu yotzer efsharut lera. How can God create the possibility of actual bad in the world? What is he basically saying? What's that? What does that say about an onish? Well, that, that ultimately it's good, right? If Hashem never, right? You understand? If Hashem, we can't say that God creates bad. It can't be a mistake, meaning the pain that you're, the punishment, whatever it is, that in its etzem, he uses the word etzem, which means the, uh, like the essence of it, in its essence, Emuna means, I believe it can't be bad. Because God doesn't, if everything's from Hashem, Hashem doesn't create bad. There are people that live in a state of Hashem created bad. Listen, the Ishbitzer, this is so amazing. It's, I mean, we're thinking about him a lot because this is your said this Shabbos. And we spoke about him so much on Shabbos. The Ishbitzer speaks about, oh, Ruth, you remember this Torah. I know you remember this Torah. Remember the five different types of people who could have a taina about on Hashem. Why did you create me this way? One of the tainas that a person can have is a Kohen 
that is born with a blemish. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that say about a Kohen's life? He can't be a Kohen. He can't serve his purpose. He can't be himself. You remember what I'm, you remember what I'm talking about? That's a very bizarre... That's a, so the Ishbitz is like, has enough guts to actually approach what everyone's probably thinking when they learn about in Parsha's Emor, uh, uh, about a Kohen who's born with a certain deficiency which doesn't enable him to actually be himself. So he could have a Tar Omet and his Kishkas about this, right? But even there, the Ishbitzer says, even there, for that person, this blemish they're born with, which doesn't enable them to be whatever they thought themselves should be, even there, in its, in its etzim, it's not a bad thing. You have, to, you have to bring it to the table and talk about it with the Kaddish Baruch Hu to understand how things that seem inevitably bad in its etzem can't be bad. There are people that walk around after they think they know themselves and believe their capacities and their, their maximum potential and they walk around so angry at Hashem. Why did you create me with this taiva? Why did you create me with this thing that I could never get rid of? Why did you place this thing called jealousy over my sister or my brother that burns me like nothing else in the world that I could never snap out of. Why did you create me like this? You created me with this bad inside of me. The Ishbitz is saying, no, sorry, the, the, the Mechaber is saying, in the Etzem, it's not, it's not true. Listen, the brothers could have, you know, the brothers, brothers could have lived the rest of their lives saying, this is the way you created me. Yehuda could have said it. But what does Yehuda do in our Pasha? He says, Slicha. It's actually the end of Miketz. It says, Ha'elokim matzat avon avdecha, which means, I'm going to stop, like, I'm going to, I'm going to stop pretending that it's everyone else's fault. There's something that has to do with me over here. And if I have enough guts to dig deep inside and bring it to the table, Vayigash Elav Yehuda, which literally means doing the Hisbodidus that he spoke about over here, and speaking about it, and saying your life story, putting it all on the table, and being real, that moment of Yosef saying, Ani Yosef created one word, Shlemut which literally means, for our purpose, Simcha. Like, even though we don't think of smiles in base Yosef in Parshat Vayigash, it's because it was probably too deep to even smile. Inside, there was such a smile going on. When they realized that what they saw in front of them, which was the biggest punishment, an Egyptian ruler that's now jailing brother after brother, causing such pain to the father, it wasn't this Egyptian ruler, it was their brother. And there's, shle- there's inner shlemut inside. But what did it take? It took Yehuda to do this work that Rav Schwartz is talking about when it comes to dealing with emuna, having real emuna. So again, in the etzem, is a punishment bad? It can't be. Because if a punishment is a result of doing averas, Hashem doesn't create the world. Hashem doesn't create bad. Is that, is that hard? I know it's hard to swallow. For now, is it, what, just want to say, is it hard? I know it's hard to swallow, but for now, is it, does it at least, like, does it add up here? It, which, which is okay if it adds up in the mind. What about like Eitz Tovara? It's a Dat Tovara. And then he told us what, uh, he created the, a place where there's consequences. That's Nahon. the word that's better than punishment because punishment we have this thing in our Nahon. head. Nahon. Consequences. Like you, Nahon. Consequences. Consequence and by, uh, is more logical. And by, how do you say consequences in Hebrew? Totsa. It's more hashlachot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Onesh vehashlacha. If we actually, it's true. Maybe maybe it is semantics. I don't know. It could be. Consequences. It's like, it's not punishment. It's just, the truth is, Reb Shlomo said this about Chav. Again, take it for what it is. He said, why does Hashem tell Chava be'etzev tell dibanim? Why does he tell? What, is that a punishment? That, God, that Chava, you will bear children in pain. <coughs> huh? It, it seems like it, right? It seems like, huh? And as a consequence of her. So, so the way it's brought down in this farm is that it's not a punishment; it's a consequence of thinking that to bring children into the world has to do with knowing what's good and what's bad versus. Life, life itself. If I think that if, like raising my children is just telling them do this and don't do this, then the consequence of that relationship will be be'etzev, tell dibanim. You're going to bring children to the world and it's going to be a painful experience. Again, not an onesh, as, more, as much as a consequence 
of choosing what you're nidabek to. I think what he's saying here, what we're taking it to, is that when I choose to talk to Hashem in these places, then things that, that feel like punishments, I, I, it, it, re, it doesn't change the reality. Like you said, nothing literally changed in your life through that one night in Tzvat. You shift, nachon, nachon. You shift. It's almost like the teva of a spiritual. So Hashem put that in the nachon. world for us, and He's giving us the clean nachon. to grab it. Nachon. But I feel like when you vent, like you vented, oh, I those two hours, right? <laughs> You've taken what's inside you—that stress, that tightness—and you let it go, right? So you release some pressure, right? It's like when you open up a pot before it explodes, right? Mm-hmm. Because as you're seeing, it's starting to boil. So before you exploded in front of everybody, you took that time out. But it's not just venting; it's venting to Hashem. Right. It's a chibur. But that's that you don't that, have That's a that. safe place. If you went and vented to your husband, I hate you right now. That wouldn't have been a really. <laughs> you know, that may not have been the. You may not have had the positive totzah. In the end, it made it be, hey, man, be good, goodbye, you know, kind of thing. I remember doing it to my kids when I was a single parent. They drove me nuts. I said, I'm going on strike. Mm-hmm. I am going downstairs and closing off the lights because right now, at this moment, I would be saying something to you that I know <laughs> I would regret later. Right. So I'm going downstairs. I'm closing off the lights. Do not come to me. Do not bother me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I say, Ema's not here. And when <laughs> I'm ready to come back to you, I will. You ever do that with Hashem? I will tell you, when my father was going for his biopsy, I turned around and I said to Hashem, I said, I know you're in charge. I know I may not like the answer you're going to give me, but I will accept it. And I didn't like the answer I got. And my father, we were told 12 to 18 months, was gone in two months. And I was like, how could you do this to me? I haven't had time. I haven't had that. And then Corona hit. And it was like, thank you. Because I would not have survived with my father, who would have said, and my brother laughs, because exactly, I don't care, you follow the rules, I do what I want. Mm-hmm. Right? And he would have gone without a mask, and then he would see the lines at the stores and say, I'll right. starve to death, you know? Right. I want right. to join your mother kind of thing. So yeah, I have sometimes said to Hashem, I don't get it. What's going on? Right. Nahon. Nahon. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Um, let, let's, let's try to really wrap this up over here. Okay. Again, if receiving a punishment was bad in its etzem, how could God, how could God create bad? That must mean. It's true. He says, it's true. The way we were created with free choice, we have a choice to connect the bad. Ulam. Mikol makom. Etzem ha'efsharut la'ra zera. The fact that, that ra exists, it's a bad thing. It's true. It's a bad thing. Elab shebeechrech shebepnimiyut zegam tov. But really, in the pnimiyus, the fact that there is an up, there's an bechira between good and bad, in its pnimius, it must mean that it's a good thing. Maybe it's a perception. Well, he says, This is already a thing that you can't understand in your mind, how the, opportun- the, the possibility of connecting yourself to bad is actually for our benefit, is a good thing. Because then it enables us to choose good, right? But in your mind, we can't understand such a thing. This is already, I have to have emuna that the bad that I see in front of me, that sometimes it's just non-stop in my, I hear it in my voice, somehow I have to have emuna that it's good. Not that I do averas. I'm saying the fact that it's hovering there. Like we just don't want bad to be around us. The efsharut litchaber lara, I don't even want, even want it to be around me. But he's saying in the pnimius of emuna, I have to believe that that which is always this seduction, this chatterbox seduction of falling into Shtuyot and Yetzirah and bad, that that's also for my benefit. It's good. That can't be bad. It's not it's, in its etzem. It can't be bad, because anyone knows that you, if you don't have to choose and fight for feeling good, as opposed to just waking up and feeling good, 
I don't have to tell you if you compare the two feelings of, of Simcha, which one is higher, which one is deeper, which one is more meaningful, even though you'd probably rather one that you don't have to fight for so much, but in Malasot, the Gemara says, Noach lola adam It's much more comfortable if you didn't have to come to this world at all. We all know that. But since we're here already, we fight to feel senses and sensations of shlemus and of what we just described. But he says over here, This is a very uh, deep and gentle nekuda, what we're speaking about right now, to be able to believe that in the ra, in the pnimiut of ra, is also good. It's very, very gentle. It's a very, and that's why never tell someone that's suffering, you know this is for your benefit. <coughs> always, whenever I go to Shiva house, try to break the ice, I always say, no. Did you, did you guys start putting together idiots, that, uh, things that idiots say at Shiva houses yet? Because people don't, people don't know what to say. People have no idea what to say. It's, no one is, you know what, I learned this. I, I, when I went to pay Shiva call by uh, the folds when Ari was killed, so they sat, it was only like a, a day and a half or two days of Shiva because it was Erev Yom Kippur. It actually happened while we were learning, Sunday morning, around this time. We were at Miriam's. So as you all know, we're very, very close to the folds, my, my parents and Ari's parents. So when I went to sit by Yona, uh, by the father, that's so why I said to him, no, what if, well, tell me some, some, tell me some grace of Chochmah that you've been hearing at the Shiva so far. Like, and he, he's a, if you know him, he's just a, um, he's, a he's an Ish Gadol. He's a big person. He's a real big person. So he said, now everyone really, really means to just say the sweetest things, the nicest things. Eh, just, what are you going to tell me? What are you going to tell me? Zon nekuda amuka ve'adina. Ki lechatchila. You see, I could come to the realization if I know that in, in the pnimius of Ra, it's all good. What could that lead me to think? Hey, I want to discover like real deep good. So I'm going to involve myself in some Ra. <laughs> and we always speak about in our shiurim that perhaps that may be the conclusion someone gets to. Especially when you learn Hasidus about lifting up sparks and everything, and Tafkas of most tumatic places, this is never lechatchila. Ever. Ever. Asur, he says, You can never choose to do an Avera. But it may happen that you end up doing an Avera. Okay? Big difference between choosing to do an Avera and ending up doing an Avera. You have to believe that the consequences, <laughs> it's a very important uh, diuk, the consequences that result from a life of misalignment are good because they're going to realign you, which is what you really want, even if you can't feel that, in, or even if you can't really understand that right now. And this is already talking about an inner world of Kedusha, which we'll get to with Hashem. Now another thing he says over here, There's knowledge and there's choice. This is so deep. He's saying it's very hard to understand any of this because really we're all pawns. Even our Bechiras, at the end, it's like Hashem saying, oh, I'm so glad you think this was you. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it's so cute that you think this is actually just you. I'm so, it's good, it's good. And then you have those moments of like, it's so humbling when you like, you know, Hashem makes you feel like, it's like we talked about the, the humility of Hashem. Is that in Chassidus is brought down, Hashem humbled himself so much to the extent that we actually think that the good choices we make are ours. What about the bad choices? Ah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> so, uh, he's basically saying exactly the same thing. The problem, the problem with, is that you can't, yeah, the accountability, because you can't go about life saying the bad choices I'm going to make today they're also Hashem. Listen, I'm a tzaddik. It's okay, because the good ones I also give to Hashem. 
right? I give the good ones that I did, all the chesed and tzedakah and I do, I attribute that to God. Also, the Lashon Hara I'm going to end up talking today? You should know. That's not, just like that's not me, this isn't me either. So he's saying, we don't operate like this. We couldn't do anything in this world if we operated like this. Why is it important for me to know that this exists? I think I think that's what it is. It's not to exempt us, but it's also not to bury ourselves uh, as well. That's right enough. Nachon? Uh, exactly, exactly. Mamash. And then he ends off here. He's saying, <laughs> He's saying in the pnimius. I know this got a little bit philosophical and and maybe too wild and deep at the end, but it's okay. He's saying, essentially, when you you know when you have when you start to think like this about Emuna, you'll be led to these kind of thoughts sometimes. Of like, wait a second, hold on a second. If everything is you, and everything is good, and from you everything happened, and you pretend that I have Bechira, so really is bad bad? Right? Is the bad really even bad? If I have to come to a place of believing that even the pain that I suffer in the bigger picture is not bad in its etzem, are the actions that led me to that place that are actually good in its etzem that bad as well? Wait, did you say that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain. No, 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 no. I'll tell you. You're a breast liver. This is what Rabbi Nachman says you run away from. You run away from thinking that. that way. This philosophical like building of thinking, yeah. yeah. Because we could all start to think like this. And Rabbi Nachman says, you may not come out of this world of thought. That's why in, the, in, in Breslov, Moreh Nebuchim is an Asur Sefer. You do not open it up. Uh-huh. In other places, in Chassidus, by Reb Simcha, Pshischa, Kotsk, Ishbitz, they actually did learn Moreh Nebuchim. It was very much there. It was very much part of the base Medrash. That's the guide to the perplexed. For our intents and purposes, is like this. He's basically, I feel, showing us the path to real Simcha on the level of Shlemut, which is the point of all this. It's the, it's the simcha inside that takes place once a person allows themselves to... It's basically bitul hayesh. It's nullifying the ego, but it's going to the place I don't want to go to when I'm not feeling good. Honey, what's wrong? Like, no. You're not my problem solved. Don't think you could solve this, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to express to you what's going on right now because you can't solve this. Doesn't God send people in His place to... Help you out? Like, isn't he, all the time. Okay, so if somebody says, all the time. what's the matter? Isn't that God putting him in that place to say, to express his feelings? It's all the time, but it doesn't exempt you from, the, from a bigger picture of Shlemut. That may, that's only limited because it's a human being. So it's limited, and I'm also going to be careful. I probably won't spill everything out. The point is that with the Rebona Shlemut, he already knows what you're thinking. So it's this comfort, this safety zone of saying, you know, I've had some sessions of his Baridus of saying things I never thought would even come out of my mouth. Like event, eventually, you'll come with a person, it's limited, it's to a certain extent. As close as you may be to them. They are shluchim, definitely. But, with the, but it doesn't lead you to the sense of like the complete picture of shlemus and when a person has this as part of their day-to-day, as part of their, as part of their being, like when, when a person engages in everything else in Yiddishkeit with this being the way that I have plugged into my Yisod of my Yiddishkeit, like, I actually do believe. I don't believe when things are good. I actually believe more when things are bad. Because I've already experienced, I've tested the waters of who I become when things are bad and I go to that place that most people shy away from. I go there. And this is where he's leading us towards. So, again, this is something that needs to be, I, I promise, I can guarantee someone, I can guarantee one thing to every person in this room. This means nothing until you do this. It has zero value or relevance in your life unless you do this. Nothing. You cannot give this over to your child unless you start living like this. It's nothing. Shum davar. Every Torah that we learned here about emuna. it's already been five sessions, maybe six, all of this, for the, when I say it's nothing, learning is never nothing. 
But in terms of it becoming us, it's nothing only if we know it to be a truth. These are the world of Torahs when we're speaking about Pnimius Torah, Hashkafa, Hashkifa. These Torahs can't do anything unless, they, unless we actually live them. Nothing. The truth is every Torah is like that, but Bemet, this, this Torah. Now, what is this the weapons to, uh, against? Just to remember why we're learning like this. What's the war? Who's the war against? Everything around us. The whole world. But who's, remember, the three generations that are here? Yeah. Mabu, Plaga, and Sdom. This is not the Hasidic Shavort. This is the Gaon of Vilna told us this. The Gura said, this is who we're battling. This is why we're digging so deep. Because outside, the whole world is Meshugana. And what the Avoda we have to do is building a Teva. This is how we started learning. This is what we're putting into, this is what we're putting <coughs> Into our teva. This is what we're putting into our teva. Shlav one, emuna. The way we learned it, the way we davened over it, the way we hopefully, the way we hopefully will start to 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 live with it. Bezrat Hashem. This is not for vorts at a Shabbos table. It's not. It's not. There are other shirim for that. This is not. This is for life. This is for doing. It's for olam asiyah. This is the. This is the revolution. This is Shlav Aleph. Next week, we start to redefine for ourselves in a completely new manner what tefillah is. Okay? But this was emuna, and now we go right there with tefillah. You thought emuna was difficult. No, no, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, not, it's, just a re, it's just reintroducing yourselves to concepts you thought you already had under your belt. That's it. So we should have a lot of atzlacha living the Torah we just learned, Bezrat Hashem. Okay,